Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, it's time for part two of In the Moment. Who's next? I'm mad that I, like a lot of men, I believe, feel like if I allow myself to cry, then I lose. I genuinely feel like the older I get, that's something that I need to unlearn. What do you think that you lose? I don't even know. That's what. That's how ridiculous it is. Uh, I feel like I almost lose to the universe. I lose the battle or the fight of uh, with life. No, you don't. And I agree. For me, I think I've only seen you cry once in like the four years I've known you. Yeah. Which shockingly, I've I've cried. I'm, I've cried less than 10 times, and I've cried less than five before I got to the bird show. And that's not to say, because that sounds crazy. That's not to say that the other five times I've cried have been all because of the bird show or where I am at life. My grandma died. Yes. Which which was at least three of them. Lost. Right? But, yeah, the majority of my life, man, I, I, I didn't cry. The time I've seen you cry, it was it had nothing to do with the loss of a family member. It had everything to do with where you were in life mm-hmm. and what your experience. Yep. And I appreciated seeing you break, being that open breakdown in front of me. Ooh, I know that was huge. I went open to it. I fought. I know. Shit. I know. You tried to. I got my ass kicked. But then it happened, and we was like, "Yo, just just, yeah. just embrace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got you." Yep. Um, but I don't think it is a loss. I think it is your growth. Mm. I think that every time, for me, right, how I feel, anytime I cry, because I don't, I do not like crying. Not I a may, good feeling. I may do it about twice a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and when I think of it, it's shedding those feelings. Mm-hmm. You're shedding and involving into a new form of whatever is next. Like anytime I've cried, it's because I'm letting go mm. of all those feelings that I've been holding on to and trying like to build that. up. So it sheds. It finally has to reach its peak. Yeah. For me, it may be in tears, but it sheds. And I come out a better person and evolve into the newer version. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. And I I don't think enough men, uh, especially of my generation, were taught that. Mm. You know, I, I was raised to believe that crying was a weakness, period. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just don't cry. You know, I've seen my dad cry uh, twice in my life uh, to this day. Once when his grandma passed, the other time when his partner, unfortunately, was um, murdered. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, I, I seen him tear up when I made a song about him, too. I, I, I take a lot of pride in that, actually. But he ain't, he walked out the room, though. He wasn't going to give me that one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, my dad is the toughest man I've, I, I will ever know. I mean, I'm talking about just another level of tough, a, a level of tough that I couldn't even achieve. And people used to think that of me. And I'm like, well, he's me and my dad, you know, but... I think he was raised the same way his dad was raised, same way his dad was raised, and that men don't cry, period. Or if you do, you do it in the dark. Mm-hmm. Damn sure don't cry in public. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have um, typically, when I've cried in my life, it's been 
um, like a shock, like a surprise, mm-hmm. like I didn't know it was coming type of thing, even when you saw me cry. Yeah, no, no. It I was had not- no idea that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah, so, no one yeah. knew. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, but this was the first time ever in my life where I knew I wanted to cry. Mm. It wasn't because somebody died. It wasn't because I felt like my life was over or I was in some huge state of depression. It wasn't any of that shit. It was simply like, how do I explain this? Oof. It was like, See, um, it brings it back up. Man, this is go. This goes back into the good person, bad person thing. We all got good. We all got bad. Mm-hmm. But I just believe that there are people out here mm-hmm. who you just know it, yo. You just know in your spirit, in your soul. Sometimes I wish God could come down here the same way that people run around with their fake jewelry tests mm-hmm. and be like, put your Jews up. I wish God could come down here and do that shit with some people's spirits and souls, yo. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. Keep that same energy. All that fuck shit you doing that you think nobody going to ever know and you think you're going to get away with it. I just wish God could just come down here with a meter and just put it to people's chest so they could fucking panic. I, ooh, I wish he could. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. But here's the thing. God does it in his own ways. Oh, I know. I know. I, I know. Okay. But for the people who don't. Mm. Sometimes I just feel like you know you that person. Mm-hmm. You know you standing on that side of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You doing the right thing when it's hard to do the right thing. Mm. You doing the real thing when it's popular to do the fake thing. Mm. Even if this don't benefit me. Mm-hmm. If you win today, my goal is long term. Mm-hmm. My picture is big picture. So you mm-hmm. got it. Take the battle. I'm here for the war. Chess, not checkers. I play a different game, right? And I just wish sometime that that was... The true battle. Not money, not likes, not followers, not any of that popularity bullshit. Spirit. Soul. Have you really done something to help somebody else? Or are you only doing shit to help yourself? Even if it means putting other people down. I just kind of wish sometime that shit was, that scale was public, right? So I think I was sitting in a place of, and I ain't going to run into a platform. I'm going to talk today. Because I feel like this is what I've been pushed to do. But I'm not the type. I'm not going to run to another person and complain and be a victim. I'm never doing that. Most of the time, the person that's in your life playing victim, just know that you're getting a side of the story. Mm -hmm. I think that's something we all need to be aware of in life. Absolutely. You're getting one side of the story. And typically, the person playing victim usually is not the victim because victims don't have to play. That's just me, though. But I ain't about to play victim. I ain't about to run nowhere and cry about it. I ain't about to run nowhere and ask nobody for help. I ain't about to run nowhere and do any of that. But sometimes you just know you operate from a level of righteousness. Right, wrong, or indifferent. If I win, lose, or it's a draw in this battle, it's going to be because I did the honorable thing Mm -hmm. and I just lost to the better person. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to do any of that. So when you feel, when you really feel deep down in your soul, I'm not talking about on the surface. I'm not talking about what you post on Instagram. I'm not talking about what you tweet. I'm not talking about what you allow people to see. I'm talking about when you're sitting in the dark by yourself and you got to accept every single decision you have made to get to where you are. And you know, deep down in your soul, you did the right fucking thing at every turn you could. And you still failed to a person who didn't or to people who didn't or to a group who didn't or to an entity who didn't, to a company who didn't, whatever it is. 
That shit painful. Because mm. that ain't what I was taught. That's not how I was raised. I was raised to believe if you do right, you get right. And when you do wrong, you get wrong. And I think sometimes in life, no matter how far you go, no matter how much you do, you start to realize that that's just not the case most of the time. And I think every once in a while, and I'm certain if it's anybody feel me in this message, it's black women. Sometimes, yo, like, it just don't matter. It just don't matter. You're going to do it all. You're going to be a complete superstar from every aspect of the, of, the, of the situation and end up losing to somebody that's not half as good, not half as credible, not half as worthy, not half as anything. And that is enough to make a strong person feel like, what the fuck do you want from me? I was Jody, Katie. What more? <laughs> right? And I was sitting there accepting it all, receiving it, thinking to myself, Mo, you ain't about to do that. Mm. You ain't about to do that. I don't even care that nobody looking. You ain't about to cry, bro. Because you have to unlearn this. Okay. Because I have been taught my entire life. You cannot do that. But you also have to embrace your feelings and emotions and let them ride. But nobody told me that. Exactly. So I'm trying to unlearn it, right? Right. So I was sitting in the studio, writing. Mm. Should have knew it. she was a freak. Come on now. Should have. She just letting everybody hit her. Should have knew. Boy, do the signs be there. Sometimes <laughs> they tell you. You don't need to look for the signs. But I wouldn't let myself cry. It's the first time I ever genuinely felt it. Like, when I was going through real life shit, like my grandma died and you feel the cry coming, you, it's nothing you could do. That mm. thing coming. You, you heard me? You was yeah, like, it's coming. No, I wasn't even fighting it. I just wasn't allowing it to happen. I, my, mm. I literally felt like my soul wanted to cry it out. I wouldn't let it happen. Somebody told me once that crying is simply just taking your soul to the dry cleaners. Yes. And it always stuck with me. But even to this day, even knowing all that you just said, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. I wouldn't allow myself to do it. Because it felt like some form of defeat, right? Okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to somewhere with no, it. Okay? Okay. That defeat didn't feel like you were also building up something else? No, it, it doesn't it feel in. like that as a man. That's what I'm trying okay. to tell you. Okay, all right. It's, 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 um, it's hard to explain, but it's just a... It's really nothing less than toxic masculinity. That's all it okay. is. It's just a machismo. It just comes with the territory of being a man. It's just... You don't cry. You feel weak. You just feel weak. Like, it's like I would never want to cry in front of my dad. If I had a son, I wouldn't want to cry in front of my son. It's just, you just don't do that. I don't want to cry in front of my girl. Mm -hmm. it, it just feels weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even really explain it. But trust me, men know what I'm talking about. Mm. And then, somebody said to me, hey, let's get outside. What do I want to do that for? Ain't shit out there but people. Unwind? No. I got all the wine in here I need. Now let's go see air. Oh, you know I'm a sneakerhead. I, I know. But it was last minute. Mm -hmm. I said no. Initially, I was like, I don't want to go see none. I don't want to go do nothing. Like, mm -hmm. convince me. Right, let's go see air. Come on. So I showed up. Fine. Fuck it. Let's go see air. And I genuinely feel like life, man. It has a way. Mm -hmm. has a way. Pulls you into those places you're supposed to be. And I said to myself, maybe this movie will inspire me. And I don't know why I didn't realize it would, because two of the things I love more than anything else are sneakers and Michael Jordan, right? What? That's all the movie was about. The movie was made for me. 
Come on. What are we talking about? It said Mo Mitch. It did. Air is three letters. Mo is three letters. What are we doing? Right? <laughs> I show up. I'm disgusted by how many people in the movie theater and don't have Nikes on. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Sickos in here. You had to show up to the movie. Okay. Caught in here. Rent a pair joints if you have to. <laughs> what are you in here? Why are you in here with those on? I ain't going to call nobody out. What are those? What are you doing? You should have nothing on but Nikes in this movie. They had new balances, didn't they? Oh, my God. They had a <laughs> lot of no balances in there. <laughs> not, a, not a balance in sight. But I, I, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, to my seat, and I didn't judge. I was even, even kind of mad if you had Nikes on and they weren't Jordans. That wasn't even enough for me. No, the dunks. It wasn't. Hell no. This ain't the time. Mm. You got dunks on, go see Super Mario Brothers. It's called Air, all right? And the funny thing is I wore my ones, and it was not on purpose. It genuinely wasn't. It Mm -hmm. just kind of, it felt like it was almost meant to be, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll say this. First of all, Air, incredible movie. Mm. Absolutely incredible movie. I'm sitting there telling the movie to who I'm with. Not because I was forcefully doing it. They were asking me. Yeah. I was like, damn, you know a lot about Nike. And I was like, yo, nothing I do is off of just doing it. Come on, catch the irony, Katie. It's I me. Know. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Just like, do it. I mean, nothing. Everything that I do is a calculated thing. Like, I don't wear Nike because other people wear Nike. I wear Nike because I've read stories about Nike, and I liked what I read, and I've read about the times when the way that they approached Mike and how at that time Converse was hot for Dr. J, Adidas was hot, Run DMC, so on and so forth, and they were getting everybody, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Converse had all of them. Nike wasn't popping. Nike wasn't like that. My man Phil Knight, CEO of Nike, was in the office with his bare feet on the desk, reminded me of doing a podcast with B. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the energy was different, right? And just the approach to Mike was like, hey, we putting it all on you, big dog. And I know y'all may not know a lot about sports if you listen, but bear with me. Because Jordan wasn't Jordan then. You got to understand that. Nike wasn't Nike then. Right. James Worthy was the man on North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Jordan was just, he had a calmness about him. Mm-hmm. That's going to come back later in the podcast. Stay with us. But he had a calmness about him, a poise, if you will, mm-hmm. when he hit that shot, when he did certain things that no one else had. No, he wasn't the guy. No, he wasn't Jordan yet. But it was something different. Nike saw it. So much so they was willing to bet everything on it, literally mm-hmm. everything. And I'm only trying to rock with somebody who's betting everything on me. I come in here every week and I say that. I say it in different matters, but I say that. I'm talking about everything. Don't bet the first half on me. Then I ain't your guy. I need you to fully bet everything on me or we have nothing. And ultimately, that's what they did to get the mic. Now, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to hear anything about air, I should have said this already, but I am sorry. Hit that little 15-second button about uh, 12, 12, 11 times. Now. I don't know how long that is. 12-11, Katie, I said it. Yin-Yang Twins said it. It made sense. It'll make sense today, okay? Okay. Viola Davis, what an amazing job. Incredible job. I love you. Viola, I hope you hear this one day. Wow. She played Mike's mom. Mm. And oh. he requested that. And you can see why. Mm. Incredible. Matt Damon is in it. Uh, what's my man name from Ted Lasso? Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is in it. Uh, ben Affleck is in it. Incredible movie. Very well done. I think that the Jordan that you don't really see should have been taller. That's my only critique. <laughs> I don't know why the Jordan that you don't ever see 
was the same height as his mom. That's obviously not realistic. Okay. Oh, he was. It, in the movie, that not in real life. No sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know what in the movie. That don't make no sense. All right. But I cried during this movie, Katie. Some people cried during the Titanic. Some people cried during John Q. The Notebook. Soul Food. Oh no, Big Mama. No. Uh, I mean, I cried during Air. Who cries during Air? I'm supposed to breathe with no air. <laughs> Eddie Sparks was flying in that theater. The man who was touched by an angel. That's why. Me. You. That's who. Moku Jordan. You hear me? As long as it wasn't one of those. <laughs> oh, no. Come no. on. Now. Come on. Come I on. Know. You know I cried. I know. Like, it was a song. Don't do that. Like, yeah, don't do that. That's literally those. And I ain't wipe away my own tears because I'm like that. Don't worry about it. Mind your business. Mind your business, because you like you about to jump in my bed. Mind your business. No, Just don't know. tell me. Don't tell me what's nah, on nah, the nah. Yeah, I mean, I ain't fighting. <laughs> Are you serious? Mind, what's up? That's not the point of the story, okay? You so cute. Stop. Stop, because <laughs> I was just, I was embarrassed. It wasn't, it wasn't cute time. Hey, what are you doing? You crying during air. No, that was... <laughs> No, because it showed how pathetic your, are you? Whatever my kryptonite word is, your vulnerability. Vulnerable, <laughs> you being you. <laughs> how you go from being a crypt to kryptonite? <laughs> what is it, thug life or not? What are you doing? It still is. <laughs> so there I am, minding my business, right? Uh, uh. And I always respected the fact that Nike has said to Mike, yo. The NBA will only allow white sneakers. We got a black and red sneaker for you. It's going to be different. It's going to stand out. And we think you him. Mike wasn't even Mike. Mike ain't did shit yet. Is that one? The, okay. That's why the first pair ones are black and red. Okay. That you know makes... what Nike said? They're they going to fine us. Mm. We'll pay that shit. They paid it. They it, didn't care. Every game. Fine us as long as you want. Mm -hmm. We'll pay it. Not a problem. I always respected that about Nike. For whatever reason, they decided to do it. I just respected it, right? I say all of that to say there was one scene. This is the only scene I'm going to really tell in the movie. But boy, did it hit me. Where Nike's throwing the pitch to Mike. And even in after listening to this, it won't really take much away from the movie because you have to see this scene on your own in order for it to resonate with you the way it did with me. But the way he broke Michael Jordan's career down was so phenomenal to me because it was so relative to anybody, especially anybody's black who is really trying to be great at anything. It was incredible. But he basically said to him, because they were in a meeting room, and he was trying to convince Mike and his parents why he should choose Nike over Converse, Adidas, or whomever. Mm -hmm. And they were playing this little nice little cute video of why he should choose Nike. Mm -hmm. And my man turned it off. <laughs> nah, we're not doing that. And everybody said, no, what are you doing? What are you doing, Ted Lasso? He said, I'm not Ted Lasso yet, bitch. Right? Because technically back then he was. And he looked at Mike and he said, listen, man, we could do all this all day. But I'm going to tell you the truth about what's about to go down. You coming into something as a completely different individual of anything that they've ever seen. You are about to create a path that has simply not been paved yet. 
and the people are going to welcome you with such open arms. They are going to love you, love you so much that they are going to make you believe that you are greater than you are until you actually become as great as they say you are. And the moment that you do, they're going to hate you. They're going to tear you down. They're going to make you believe that you are useless, that you are worthless, that they just used you to get to this point and you're going to hate them. And that is the point in your life when you're going to have to fight harder than you've ever fought in your fucking life. And that's when you're going to fight. And that's when you're going to actually prove that you are even greater than they ever thought you could be because you was always this guy. Because it was never about the shoes. Because the shoes ain't shit. The shoes are just shoes until somebody real fills them. Mm. And that's why you will always be the greatest thing that they have ever seen. And that's your story. Only if you sign with us. I don't know what everybody else in that theater was doing at that but point, you, Katie. But you. But me. Come on. Chasing waterfalls. Oh, you let it out. Did I? It's okay. What? It's okay. Come on, man. Okay. okay. It's okay. I looked down at my ones and remembered I was the one. Come on. And remembered I was the greatest. I said that before I knew I was. Yo, it was something about that scene, that moment, that message. My love for Nike, my love for Jordan, the reality of the situation, mm. my current standing, and mm. just being in a place where I didn't even want to be and getting that kind of message. Mm. Woo! It's okay. It hit me different. And um, great movie. Mm -hmm. Even more incredible message. And I'm saying that to remind you again, not only are you undefeated, mm. but a shoe is always just a shoe. Until Hemothy steps in it. All right. Let's get to stepping. Stay tuned for another episode of In the Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.